Hello and welcome to the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. I'm Siobhan Booth and I am your host. This podcast is for anyone with an interest in mental health, overcoming anxiety and building confidence. The reason I'm doing this this week is because this question happened quite recently and it made me laugh actually because the answer I gave wasn't what the person was expecting. So every time I go networking, every time I present my work, every time um, I do anything that involves a group of people, there's always somebody who's a bit of a smart ass, and they always come up to me and they go, right, okay, you're a confidence coach, right? Okay, well give me your number one tip for confidence. And it always makes me laugh a little bit because... On the one hand, it's a little bit annoying because, I mean, six years worth of study and personal experience and client experience can't really be kind of smushed into a soundbite. But I do actually have an answer and it's not usually what they expect. So I do actually have a number one tip for confidence and it is self-awareness. Self-awareness for me and for the people that I work with is very much key to confidence. So I'm just going to spend the next five or ten minutes kind of explaining why, why I think it's important, why it's something that's probably worth building upon. And I'm also going to go through how you can do that as well. So you can take it away, have a go at it and let me know how you get on. So self-awareness and why it's important to confidence. There's a few different reasons, actually. I'm going to pick my top three reasons because... Ultimately, there's hundreds. There's so many reasons why self-awareness is so good for you. But the very first one I'm going to pick is emotional intelligence and what self-awareness allows you to learn in terms of being aware of what your actions do and how they make other people feel. So the reason for this is sometimes I get people who come to me who have social anxieties and they worry about how people are going to perceive them. And when you learn something like emotional intelligence, you can have a lot more control over how somebody reacts to you. Because we've all been in that situation where you've said something and it's intended to be nice or it's intended to be something positive and offence is taken. And it's really embarrassing because you think, no, 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 I didn't mean that. But the point of self-awareness is to be able to know what it was that you did that elicited that response in that person. And it links to confidence because often people who are not very confident often find they come across in the wrong way. Sometimes they overcompensate and they go too confident and too brash and people are a bit like, whoa, chill. Sometimes they're too quiet. Sometimes they're not forceful enough in what they say. So people think they don't believe it. And that's where self-awareness comes in. So in terms of emotional intelligence, it can help you out in so many different situations. So... It's such a useful skill in terms of your relationships, in terms of your work colleagues, in terms of all different aspects of your life. Building that self-awareness so that you can understand the impact that you're having on other people. Now, the key to self-awareness, and one of the big parts of this, is developing a self-awareness that's not too judgmental. It needs to be quite objective. So we don't want somebody to overanalyse situations where someone took offence and take too much of the responsibility for it and feel too bad about it. We want them to be quite objective. How much in that situation could you have controlled? What could you have changed? What could you do better? And the key aspect of that when it comes to uh, being aware of yourself, 
But the key to being aware of yourself is to be objective about it. There's no point analysing yourself and absolutely hating on yourself constantly because that's never going to move you forward. So self-awareness, as a very key component of confidence, needs to be objective and it needs to be constructive. So another aspect of self-awareness when it comes to confidence is knowing your abilities inside out, being completely aware and honest with yourself about what you're good at. And the reason that links into confidence is because you can't then surprise yourself in a situation. So if you come up to a situation, you should know inside yourself whether you're going to be good at it, whether you're going to struggle with it, what things you need to develop in order to be better at it. So I recently did a talk at the Super Self Summit. I've talked in front of groups of people before, but this was a little bit bigger and just a little bit outside of my comfort zone. So for me, as a self-aware person, I know that when I talk, um, this is something I've had to work on for these videos as well. I know that when I talk, I can be quite dry. I'm very keen on the details. I'm very keen on explaining the science of things to people. But often that can make people shut off a little bit. So in terms of my abilities and objectively being aware of my abilities, I have a lot of knowledge, but I have to be careful how I put it across. So for a speech like that, it means opening up a little bit. It means being a little bit more human than maybe I would naturally be. Something I'm not quite so good at and need to practice and develop. So a good way to do this for yourself is to make a list. And the key here, again, it has to be positive, otherwise we're just going to fall into the trap of hammering ourselves. So make a list. Things I'm good at. Things I would like to improve upon. Those are your two lists. And that's how you can build self-awareness and start prepping for something that maybe you're not so sure about in the future. So the final thing, the final thing about self-awareness, when it comes to confidence, and the reason why it is such an absolutely key thing, is that it's part of your purpose. So self-awareness allows you to be so much more aware of what you want what makes you happy, and what fulfills you in life. So often I talk to people who are stuck in a rut and they're not sure where their life's going, they're feeling a bit down, they're stuck, they're not really very happy. And you ask them, okay, well, what do you want then from life? And they don't know. They don't know what they want. And that's a massive lack of self-awareness. So if you can be aware of the things that you want in life and you can be aware of what it is that makes you happy in life, and you can be aware of what it is that fulfills you in life, then that's got to be a fantastic thing. And that feeds into confidence because we all need a purpose. We all need some reason to get out and do things. Um, and a lot of people don't have that. So if you have that, that's amazing. And if you don't, that's surprisingly normal. But you can build it. You can get to know yourself, get to know the things that make you happy, get to know the things that make you relaxed. And you can start bringing those extra things into your life and start improving your confidence because we're all confident when we're doing things that we enjoy, that fulfill us and that we want to do. That's an amazing combination. So I'm going to keep this one quite short because um, last time I went on for about 25 minutes. Um, but I'm going to go straight on to how you can build self-awareness now. And there's a few different ways. So in terms of building self-awareness, 
We're looking at things like what I do. So I do something called cognitive hypnotherapy, which is a combination of cognitive behavioural therapy and hypnosis in order to facilitate change. Things like mindfulness. That's an amazing way to build self-awareness. Things like journaling, writing down your experiences, maybe even analysing them a little bit as to what maybe you could have done better, what you thought went well in the day. Practicing positive thinking is linked into that as well. The exercise that I did a few months ago where you pick out three positive things, that's another exercise almost in journaling really, except that you're focusing on the positives. But you can look at your day and see which bits have gone well, which bits you want to improve on, because that's how we build self-awareness. You could ask close friends and family. Depends how brave you're feeling, but if it's someone you really, really trust to give you feedback... Ask them, ask them how you come across. Ask them whether or not you are doing things that you don't realise. Build the emotional intelligence. Ask them what things they think you're good at. Ask them what things they think you need to improve on. Build that knowledge base that we talked about. All of these things come together because when we're really self-aware, we know we can rely on ourselves completely. And that doesn't mean you have to be perfect at everything by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not perfect in any situation that requires me to do something that I'm not very good at. But we can start to learn. We can start to learn how to be better and we can analyse ourselves and we can act on feedback and we can not take feedback personally. And we can just enjoy having a life that's a lot more confident. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. You can find more information and my extensive blog at www.anxietytoconfidence.com. That's the number two, anxietytoconfidence.com.